0: Alright, it's that time of the week again Best bets, week 13 I know, we haven't been around to do best bets in a couple weeks I think I took a two week hiatus from this uh, program or whatever it was. Two weeks, I missed weeks eleven and twelve, I think. Maybe I missed week ten too. I forget. I gotta go back and check. But regardless, we're back. Episode one oh one of the Wide Right Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Honey, as always of Lead Sports New York and Elite Sports Radio Network. Best bets week thirteen. Got a good slate going to be talking about the majority of the games I will not talk about, and I have to preface this because it's obviously a Giants podcast through and through, I'm not going to be talking about the Giants, um, give you, giving you my picks for the Giants game, just because I don't know if Daniel Jones is playing, we don't know at all if Daniel Jones is playing, I mean, there, there was the report that Mike Glennon was expected to start, but then there was another report that said... Um, or then, not a report, but Joe Judge told the media that he's practicing this week and he could still play Sunday. So, who knows? And you know the Giants aren't really going to, I, they they sort of keep stuff like that under wraps, at least when it's like Wednesday and Thursday of the week and then they play Sunday. Uh, so, I don't know if Daniel's playing. No one, no one does right now. Um, so, if, if somebody does know, they're not, it's not made public yet, so... I'm not going to be talking about that game. I don't feel comfortable giving you my picks because I don't know if Daniel Jones or Mike Glennon will be taking the snaps for the Giants. I don't know. But other than that, we'll be talking about like every game, basically. I think there are, I think four teams are on a bye this week. So that would mean 14 games. So we we got 13 games for you to be talking about. That's a good slate. Okay? 13 games. Starting with, as always... The Thursday night battle. This time around the Dallas Cowboys and the New Orleans Saints. Obviously, these lines courtesy of DraftKings Sportsbook and there as of Thursday afternoon with the Thursday night game starting in just a, a little bit over six hours away. It's 2.17 now. Uh, Eastern Standard Time. Obviously, I'm in New York. Dallas and New Orleans starts at 8.20. I'm taking Dallas minus six. Listen, I don't trust. <clears throat> excuse me. I never trusted Trevor Simeon. But at least Trevor Simeon is an actual, you know, quarterback when Taysom Hill is not. Taysom Hill is one of the, I don't know if I would call him like the most overrated player because it's not like he's getting like pro bowl nods every year. But he's, everybody, I guess I'm trying to word this the correct, everybody talks about him way too much. And maybe I'm adding to the problem because I'm ranting about him right now. Taysom Hill is not... He, I cannot believe... Now, I don't doubt what Sean Payton does because Sean Payton has been able to succeed when he changes his play call. He changes his play calling based on the quarterback that's under center for him. What did he go, like 5-0 and o a couple years ago? Or 4-1 and one with Teddy Bridgewater when Drew Brees was hurt in 2019? Or something like that? He does a great job changing his philosophies in regard to who is under center for him or who is in the shotgun for him, you know. Whoever's playing quarterback for him. But... Taysom Hill's not a quarterback. He's an athlete, sure, but he's not a quarterback. I don't like the Saints in this game. I think Dallas is pissed off. They lost um, Thanksgiving. Uh, like, wow, they played two Thursdays in a row. That's weird, I think. But they're, uh, Dallas is uh, not playing well right now. They got a chip on their shoulder. I'm taking Dallas minus six, Dallas minus 250 on the money line, and under 46. I don't think the Saints can score. I mean, look at good. Did you see them play against Buffalo on Thanksgiving night? Six points. That's it. Not ideal. Moving on to Sunday slate, starting with Indianapolis, Houston. I gotta take Indianapolis minus nine and a half. Houston is putrid, man. I mean they 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 lost by seven to the Jets. Only scored 14 points on that Jets defense. That had been horrendous. For a month over that. Indianapolis minus nine and a half. Under 45 and Indianapolis minus 475 on the money line. I don't like the over um, taking under 45 just because I don't think Houston can score. I had I, 14 points on that Jets defense. That's horrendous. I, 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 don't, I don't love it. Minnesota, Detroit. Listen, I'm taking Minnesota to win this game outright. They're minus 310 on the money line at DraftKings Sportsbook. I'm taking them to win outright. But I like Detroit to cover. I mean, Detroit has competed in basically almost every game this year. When you look at their stats on Drafting, their, um, you know, the betting stats on Drafting Sportsbook, Detroit is seven and four against spread. Seven and four, they compete. I'm taking Detroit plus seven in a close one. I say they lose by. I say the lines lose by four. Minnesota still wins. They. Uh, pull off the minus 310 on the money line and uh take an under 47 just cuz i the lions compete but they take it doesn't mean they can score <laughs> with jared Goff or tim borg whoever is playing quarterback it doesn't they can't score i mean seriously put up 14 points against chicago that was a ta- i will say this i may get canceled for this in the nfl and in the football community uh if the nfl wants to maximize its ratings as much as possible, they got to take the Lions off of Thanksgiving. They have to. It's bad football. It's bad football. A league that cares so much about TV ratings completely contradicts themselves by putting that franchise on national television every single Thanksgiving. The hell with tradition? You think we care about that? I don't. I don't care about the tradition. They got to take the Lions off at Thanksgiving, man. It's got to be done. It's not good football. I know it would suck for a lot of people, but it's it's not good football. They got to do something about that. They got to maximize the ratings, and they could do so by taking the Lions off. Like People are cooking food at 12. When 12.30 kickoff, people are cooking food. They're busy. They're preparing for a family to come over. They're preparing to go to another family's house. So that's already like a problem for the TV ratings, and then they have you know the the Lions are on, like it's not good. It's it, a lead that wants to maximize its ratings cannot do that every single year. It's tough, but you got they got to make a change with that. Jets Eagles, I'm taking Jets to cover, plus seven. I'm taking the Eagles to win outright though, minus two ninety. I think the Jets can make it a game. Listen, I don't like Jalen Hurts. Uh, I don't, I mean, Jalen Hurts is not the answer. I like Jalen Hurts coming out of college. I was one of the few that was like, why is he not like a first round?" I, I literally thought Jalen Hurts was a first rounder. I whiffed. I whiffed. I get some things wrong all the time. Jalen Hurts did not play well against the Giants, through three picks. Uh, I, um, I think the Jets can compete in this game. I'm taking Jets plus seven, but I'm taking the Eagles to win outright right minus two nine. They said the Eagles win by a field goal. And you got to take under 44 and a half just because I don't like either of these offenses. I don't trust Zach Wilson yet. I don't trust Jalen Hurts. Uh, the, one of the Jets' best playmakers and uh, rookie running back Michael Carter is out. Uh, I just don't trust uh, either offense right now too much. So I'm taking the under, uh, under 44 and a half. Moving on, Cardinals and Bears. Got to take the Cardinals here. Kyler Murray is expected to return uh, Cardinals are minus seven and a half. Look, the bears are just, you know, the bears are the bears right now. They really are. Whether they have Justin Fields in, whether they have Andy Dalton in, it's still not an efficient offense. Matt Nagy is about a loss away from getting fired. I believe he gets fired after they lose to Arizona this Sunday afternoon. Uh, whether that be later that night or the following Monday morning, uh, Arizona minus seven and a half, Arizona minus 335. And, uh, finally, Take it and over, okay? Take over 43 and a half. Just because I think, you know, th- this this Cardinals offense can score. If Kyler Murray's playing, this Cardinals offense can score. And um, I I think the Cardinals are only going to have to score around 30 points for over 43 and a half to hit. So I, I like that uh, potential scenario. One of the games of the week, Chargers-Bengals. Not the game of the week. We will get to the game of the week. And if you look at the schedule, you know it's the game of the week right away. But this is this is probably the second best game, second most important game of the week. Chargers Bengals, Bengals minus three. I gotta take Bengals minus three. Have to. Chargers are Chargers are the weirdest team. They're so weird. You got Justin Herbert playing his his tail off against Pittsburgh a couple weeks ago on Sunday night, and then he puts up a stinger against Denver. You got Herbert 41 to 37 over Pittsburgh. In week 11, throws for 382 yards and three touchdowns, okay. rushes for, what, 90 yards, two? And then against Denver the following Sunday, or whatever it was, two interceptions. They lose by 15. Chargers are a weird team. I trust the Bengals right now more than I do the Chargers. You should have asked me at the beginning of this year. I wouldn't have said that at all. I don't think many people would. Chargers are a inconsistent team. Bengals are coming off a huge 41 to 10 win over Pittsburgh. Uh, I like the it, I it'll be close. I think the Bengals win by like a touchdown. I say Bengals win by six or seven points. So Bengals minus 3, Bengals minus 165 on the money line and as far as the over under, take over 50 and a half because i like both of these quarterbacks. I know i just sort of i didn't bash Justin Herbert, i don't think, but i did sort of you know, i brought up his faults, his inconsistency in the Denver game. But i like both these quarterbacks, Burrow and Herbert. I think both can, uh i think both offenses can score. Uh Chargers just put up 41 points uh, against Pittsburgh a couple weeks ago. Um put up nearly 30 points against Philadelphia. So I this just shot 47 points a couple weeks ago, or excuse me, um almost to uh, the beginning of October uh against the Browns. So this Chargers offense can score. That, that's basically my point. Over 50 and a half. I think that's a lock. Uh Tampa and Atlanta. NFC South matchup. Second time these two teams have fa- second time these teams have faced this year. Tampa Bay is minus eleven, and I gotta go with Tampa. I do. Atlanta's listen. Atlanta, that, that's that's a weird team, too. Atlanta was, like, in a playoff spot a couple year, a couple weeks ago. Remember that? Seems like it was decades ago because I, there's a new NFC Wildcard team every week. Now it's the Washington football team all of a sudden. Won three in a row. <laughs> Taylor Heineke is in a playoff spot right now. If the season ended today, Taylor Heineke would be in the playoffs for the second straight year. <laughs> it's so weird. And uh, But the Falcons, I mean, they have just, like, crumbled. There, there are some weeks where I'm just like, how is this... How do you watch this team? They lost 43-3 a couple weeks ago to the Cowboys. They followed it up by losing 25 to nothing to New England. Yeah, they beat Jacksonville by 7 last week, but it's Jacksonville. I mean, let's be honest here. You gotta take Tampa Bay in this game. Tampa Bay minus 11. I mean, the last time these two teams faced, I believe Tampa won... Uh, 48 to 25, I believe. Something like that. Yeah, 48 to 25 in Week 2. Uh, Tampa has covered the last two times. Okay, so Tampa won by 17 last year. In Week 17, they were they covered minus 7. And then Tampa was minus 13. Uh, in Week 2, they won by 23. So Tampa has shown that they could cover decent to large spreads against the division rival Falcons. And I expect them to do so again this week. I, I think... Tampa's on a roll right now. They they lost two in a row and then quickly put those two defeats behind them and then beat the Giants and the Colts in uh, back-to-back weeks. So I like Tampa minus 11, Tampa minus 575, and take the over. Take the over 50 and a half on this game because I don't. while I don't think Atlanta can score a lot of points, you know Tampa can. I mean, that's for sure. I mean, Tampa's putting up how many points? 31 and a half points per game? It's absurd. And in the last couple of matchups Tampa has against the Falcons Tampa has not slowed down whatsoever. I mean you look at the numbers Tampa the last 3 matchups dating back to the 3 times Tom Brady and the Bucs have played this Falcons team. Week 15 last year, put up 31 points, week 17 last year, 44 points, week 2 this year, 48 points. It was they the over is sitting all 3 games. Over 49.5 week 15, 2020. 20, over 51 week 17. Over 52 uh, this year. And now it's over 50.5. So they actually decreased the total a little bit. From week 2 to now week 13. The over is going to hit. I mean, this Tampa Bay team can score points. It's obvious. They're scoring over 30 points a game. So I expect Tampa to put up around 40 points in this game. So I, I think 50. And I think uh, it'll be like... I could see like a 40 to 42 to 13 game. If I get that right, that's absurd. But I, I may not be that far off. 42 to 13, I could see the, so the overheads. Tampa Bay obviously covers, Tampa Bay obviously wins uh outright. So. Alright, moving on. What do we got? Raiders and the Washington football team. As I said, Washington's a playoff team right now. It's absurd. It's absurd because they're 5 and 6 in their playoff team and then like the Giants who like everyone bashes including me uh is 4 and 7 <laughs> like right behind that that's how bad the NFC is this year. You know, everyone thought, you know, the NFL did right by adding the extra wild card, the 7th wild card, um the 7th playoff spot, the third wild card spot. They thought it would make it more competitive, and it has. The the NFC that Last playoff spot in the NFC changes every single week. It is competitive. I just didn't think it would be competitive in the sense that every team is like around or under 500. I mean, you got Washington, you know, the Giants are still in the mix. Basically, every team is in the mix for that spot, except for uh, Detroit. (laughs) That's basically it. Giants are in the mix. They're a game back of Washington. They play each other once more final week of the regular season, week 18. I think that's January 9th. Uh, you know, Carolina could be in the mix. Uh, Cam Newton actually plays well it, it, with who knows what. I mean, they had a 5.8 quarterback rating last week. Uh, who else? Um, Minnesota, San Francisco is obviously the sixth seed right now. I believe they're playing well. So yeah, who knows? But Washington and the Raiders, I'm taking Raiders minus two and a half. I, I think, listen, Washington's playing good football right now. I don't think they have the talent for it to last. I think Las Vegas is definitely a more talented team with a more talented quarterback. Taking Raiders minus two and a half and Raiders minus one thirty-five, and uh, I'm taking the over in this game over forty-nine and a half. Just because I don't think I don't like Washington's defense. I just haven't played well for the majority of this season. I think the Raiders could definitely score some points. Uh, Raiders put up thirty-six points against the Cowboys on Thanksgiving in the overtime win. So take it over forty-nine and a half. Jacksonville. And the Rams. Listen, the Rams are, have lost three in a row. And they've lost three straight. But don't kid yourselves. This is a get-right game for Los Angeles. They will cover minus 12.5. They will win outright minus, three, minus 650. And the under 48 will hit. Because Jacksonville cannot score. <laughs> at all. I mean, Jacksonville beat Buffalo. And they somehow did it while scoring nine points. Nine They cannot score. This Trevor Lawrence-led offense cannot score. I mean, you look at their 15.7 points per game. That's terrible, man. That's like almost half of what Tampa Bay's putting up. Under 48.5 is the move here. Jacksonville can't score, as I've said, I think a bajillion times in the last 30 seconds. Baltimore-Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's like unwatchable, man. That's another team I can't get. I I, I, I cannot. St- I I don't understand how they decided to use a first round pick on a running back and not the successor uh, to Ben Roethlisberger, because it's Ben Roethlisberger's last year. That's they they have to get rid of him after this year. So what are you going to do? Draft a rookie this year in a rookie quarterback class that is in a college quarterback class? Excuse me, that's not strong especially you know they're not it's not like the Steelers are tanking right now. They're 5-5 five, five and 1, I believe, something around there. They're not going they're not going to be you know in the prime position to take the best quarterback on the board, whoever that may be, whether it's Matt Corral from Ole Miss or whoever. So what are they just going to go with Mason Rudolph next year? Like they they put themselves in such a bad position and they're unwatchable. It's, it's their own fault. They should not have drafted a running back in the first round. They should, have, they should have looked to the succession plan to Ben Roethlisberger in last year's draft and now they have screwed themselves. Because Ben is done after this year. Probably will retire. Maybe. I don't know. He, we'll, we'll find out when the year is over. Uh, and then they're not going to be... It's not a good quarterback class and so they're not even going to be in prime position to take the best one either. So they're screwed. Having said that, I'm taking them to cover. <laughs> I'm taking them to cover. Plus four against Baltimore. Listen, Baltimore it, Baltimore is the number one seed in the AFC. They were hardly in my top ten. Until, so they were the number two seed. And then um, they were not in my top ten for power rankings. Then they won this past week, and now they're in my top ten. Uh, and they're the number one seed in the AFC. But I just don't, you know, Lamar Jackson rubbed me the wrong way last week. Four interceptions. I think Pittsburgh makes this close. Obviously, this is a big rivalry. Um, Pittsburgh plus four, but I like Baltimore to win outright. Baltimore minus 195. I say Baltimore wins by a field goal. Let's put it that way. And under 44. Because, I, 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 again, Lamar Jackson run me the wrong way last week. I don't think Pittsburgh can score. They only scored 10 points. These two teams combined only scored 26 points last week. Baltimore put up 16 against Cleveland. Pittsburgh put up 10 against Cincinnati. So, under 44 on the total. Uh, San Francisco and Seattle. San Francisco's playing great. Seattle is not. So, this was pretty freaking easy. Okay, San Francisco minus three and a half. San Francisco minus 170 on the money line. Take under 46 and a half, too. Seattle cannot score. So, listen, Russell Wilson hasn't played. He, he, he hasn't played the entire, um, in every game. We know that. He had the injury. But... You know, he's only missed... He only missed three games. It's not like he... I think I, I. think three games. I have to confer three or four, whatever they're at right now. But he only missed a couple games. It's not like he's been out the whole year. Yeah, he missed, he missed three games. Yeah, he's played an eight. They played a total of 11. But if you look at how Seattle is faring this year when it comes to the total, they're like... Yeah, Seattle is 1-10 in when it comes to the over-under. They have hit the over once this year. They have hit the under 10 times. That's absurd. It's not like Russell Wilson has been out the whole year. He was out for three games. And they have still hit the under 10 out of 11 times. You got to take... They can't score. Seattle can't score. Whether this is Russ's last year in Seattle or not, who knows? But regardless, right now they can't score. San Francisco's playing well. Take San Francisco to cover, win outright under 46.5. Sunday night game Kansas City and Denver. Listen, Denver will play them tough. Kansas City's playing good football right now. They won four in a row, but Denver will play them tough. I'm taking Denver plus 9.5 with Kansas City minus 435 on the money line just because obviously I like Kansas City's quarterback situation with Patrick Mahomes more than Teddy Bridgewater. I don't think anybody would disagree with me on that regardless of how bad uh, Patrick Mahomes plays or how good Teddy Bridgewater plays, whatever the case may be. Uh, Kansas City has a superior quarterback situation. There's no doubt about it. Everyone would agree with me on that. But I think Denver will, Denver will play them tough. It's a division opponent. Uh, Denver has played... Let's see Denver's... um. When you pull up the stats, the betting stats, Denver has. Uh, hold on, let me let me pull it up. You know, it, it, my computer is like Denver's so Denver six and five against the spread. Kansas City is four and seven against the spread. Okay, and I'm taking the over. Listen, I don't. I I I feel Denver is two and nine when it comes to the over under. They have hit the over twice, hit the under nine times. I don't think I have to explain that to you again. Uh, but when you have a game. That includes Patrick Mahomes and this Chiefs offense, regardless of how it may have sometimes has it's sometimes has struggled at times this year. I don't feel comfortable taking the under when it comes to this Chiefs offense. I just don't. Over 47 and a half. But Denver to cover, though. That may be my lock of the week. Denver to cover plus nine and a half against Kansas City. They play them tough. Uh, listen, I don't think Teddy Bridgewater is awful, but you know, I, I think. Kansas City is obviously the better team. We know that. Kansas City is on a roll right now. They'll win fifth in a row. But uh, Denver will play them tough. And Denver just killed Dallas a couple weeks ago. Denver just beat the Chargers by 15. It's not a bad Denver team at all. Denver to cover plus nine and a half. And finally, the game of the week. This is a humongous game. Enormous. Patriots-Bills on Monday Night Football. Patriots are plus three. I like them plus three. But I like Buffalo minus 145. Listen, Patriots are on a roll. They've won six straight. They're eight and four. They're the number two seed in the AFC. They're atop the AFC East. Buffalo is actually the number two uh, in second place in the AFC East now. I believe uh, Patriots are eight and four. Bills are seven and four. But I like the Bills uh, quarterback situation more than I like the Patriots quarterback situation. I know Mac Jones is playing well, I know they're playing great. Uh, I like Josh Allen more than Mac Jones. I'm sure many other people do as well. Uh, I like—I uh, just like their quarterback situation. I think it'll be this will be an uh, an offensive battle, and I just trust a Josh Allen-led offense more than I do a Mac Jones-led offense, despite the coaching situation. You know, despite Bill Belichick being on that sideline and Sean McDermott being on the other. I like—I like—I uh, like, I like Josh Allen in this game more than uh, Mac Jones. But the Patriots will make it close. I say Buffalo wins in a game winning field goal. Okay, so Patriots cover plus 3 and the Bills uh Bills are down by one or two and they kick the field goal to win the game. They went out right minus 145, over 43 and a half. Okay, cuz I like I like these two offenses. I mean, the Patriots just put up 36 points on Tennessee. Mac Jones put well, Mac yeah, Mac Jones was fantastic in that game. Probably his best game as a rookie. 310 yards, two touchdowns, 71.9 percent completion rate. 123.2 passer rating. I mean, he's play, He's coming into his own. Whether you want to say that's because of the system he's in or the legendary head coach that's on his sideline, if you want to say those are the reasons why he's coming into his own, you can. I wouldn't necessarily disagree with you on that. But the matter of the fact, um, bottom line, is that he's coming into his own. I think both offenses in this game, I think this will be an offensive battle, as I said. Uh, about a minute ago, but over forty three and a half on the total. Patriots to cover, plus three, Buffalo minus one forty-five on the money line. So without further ado, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode, another edition of the Best Bets program that we do here on the Wide Right Podcast. And thanks as always for tuning in uh to episode one oh one. We'll be back later in the week to preview the Giants Dolphins matchup which will be taking place week thirteen Sunday one PM Eastern time in Miami. Uh, whether Jones or Mike Lennon plays, we don't know, but we'll update you on that and talk about that. So talk to you then. But for now, thank you so much for tuning into the Wide Right Podcast. As always, uh, follow me on Twitter, at RyanHoneyESNY. That's at RyanHoneyESNY. Listen to and subscribe to the Wide Right Podcast and Apple Podcasts, Spotify, IRET Radio, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcast. And uh, talk to you guys soon.